A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You can likely recall people needlessly bursting your bubbles about pro wrestling when you were younger by letting you know how they were all friends behind the scenes or words to that effect. And in the case of these complete maniacs, you can be sure they'd never ever say any of it to their faces. Because I am Gareth, this is What Culture Wrestling, and here are those maniac wrestlers that will totally F you up. Number 10, The Road Warriors. The Road Warriors were an everything all at once act that 1980s wrestling readily rewarded. Hawk and Animal were absolutely massive, wrestled and won like massive guys would, and looked like real-life movie characters thanks to their paint, spikes and haircuts that defined their time in the spotlight as much as any individual match or title. To outsiders or lapsed fans, their iconography is pro wrestling in all its preposterous and bombastic glory. Cartoonish in just about any other field, the luminosity of their look became a feature rather than a bug in pro wrestling. Summed up beautifully by Hawk's rasping promos promising psychotic and disgusting mutilation of their hapless foes, en route to a referee mandated 1-2-3. Rewatching their early work will find jobbers getting just about as hurt as they looked, and even removed from their prime, the pair had an undeniable aura. WrestleMania 13 Chicago Street Fights had no right to be as entertaining as it was, but there was a magic to seeing the Legion of Doom F people up in the one company they'd previously never been permitted to. Number 9. The Creed Brothers the Creed brothers have got years to add titles, achievements, and accolades to their records so they can one day recite them with the frequency of the Miz himself. But they might already hold the award for best wrestling debutants. Their 2023 arrival on Monday Night Raw was impeccable. Going over Alpha Academy in a match agented to explore literally every aspect of the game Chad Gable and Otis had mastered, just to show that Brutus and Julius could do it just as well or even better, the pair immediately felt part of the finish on the flagship in all the right ways. There'd be no furniture left though if they weren't like they did in their jaw-dropping NXT bower. Chucky Viola and Paxton Averill were the poor suckers designated as the warm bodies to be thrown around like wasted meat in an abattoir. The grimy and claustrophobic Capital Wrestling Center had never looked so fit for purpose. Now I've got a quick question for you. Who is your current favorite tag team in the business? Let me know in the comment section down below, baby. Number 8, Minoru Suzuki. The scariest man in wrestling until he decides that not to be the case, Minoru Suzuki's reputation between the ropes is assured. But he's just as big a maniac outside of the ring. He'll go as far as to F you up on a train, goddammit. This was the case in September 2023, when the king of pro wrestling and Sanshiro Tagagi lobbed bombs on a bullet train during a match for DDT. And it's not as if Suzuki's a stranger to this type of action. A seasoned brawler who can turn his hand to any weapon or setting, Suzuki's joyously outgoing attitude towards wrestling is matched only by his hilarious love of the violent acts. He even made real the rain or shine cliche. The heavens opened for his outdoor 30th anniversary celebration match against Kazuchika Okada. But he took great pride in slapping the Rainmaker so forcibly that the nickname quickly became literal. Number 7, Bruiser Brody. Bruiser Brody was a frightener first and a pro wrestler second. He scared the fans with his manic energy, crowd brawls, and a switch permanently set to chaos. He knew his work 
Bertha knew not to trust promoters, intimidating them into bending to his will in order to get the full Bruiser Brody experience. And he even scared some of the men he shared the ring with. Lex Luger feared a effing up more than most during a non-televised steel cage match the two were having in 1987, of which footage miraculously exists. There are multiple stories from all sides, including the unfortunate man in the middle, referee Bill Alfonso. But the footage at least shows one version of the truth. Brody stops selling at some point, Luger looks fairly confused and or startled by what he's seeing, and an impromptu finish is raced towards that includes the muscled legs darting out of the cage as if he's running for his life. You can hardly blame him, can you? Like everything else around the late star, the story only added to the mystique. Number 6. Aja Kong A monster of a striker who massacred opponents with an aloof grin splashed across her face. Aja Kong was a force of nature for all Japan women's pro wrestling for the duration of her decades with the organization, and left an indelible imprint in the North American scene despite little more than a cup of scalding hot coffee with WWE in 1995. Three matches make up the sum total of her contributions to the market leader, but few in the company's history have maximized their minutes quite as well. A brutal decimation of Chaparita Asari is the retrospective headline and highlight from the run. A match-winning spinning backfish reminding the viewer that pro wrestling is sometimes at its most beautiful while it's at its most hideous. Kong was also given a major win in her debut at the 1995 Survivor Series. She was set up well by the elimination tag victory over a team headed up by then WWE Women's Champion Alundra Blaze. But that belt ended up in a bin on Nitro before it reached its final destination around Kong's waist. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. RocketMoney.com slash wrestling.
next. Number 5. Ultimate Warrior When the Ultimate Warrior returned to WWE in 1996, the company elected not to promote his extremely impressive win-loss record or even the fact that he'd won world and intercontinental gold. They lead in hard on the fact that he was absolutely bananas. Perhaps this was the company trying to avoid allegations of rampant hypocrisy. Videos on Warrior's prior best bits were being shown literally right before or after Vince McMahon's petty series of billionaire Ted skits, featuring parodies of Warrior's peers as being too over the hill to be part of the new generation. The 60-minute Iron Man match between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels was also on the docket for the upcoming WrestleMania 12, and that couldn't have been further away from the type of champion the Warrior once was. The strategy, if you can call we've got this old guy back but he's a total nutcase so that's okay, a strategy, didn't work out in the end, surprise surprise, but he effed plenty up in his short return. Triple H wanted a long match before he gave up his pedigree finisher, but got just 90-something seconds out there. An Intercontinental Championship match with Goldust a month later remains by consensus one of the worst matches in company history, if you want to call it a match. And even Jerry Lawler smashing him in the head with the backside of a painting was undermined slightly by Warrior sporting a baseball cap for the first time ever. Back at WrestleMania and gone before SummerSlam, covering pretty much the exact same period missed by number 4, Sid. As Ultimate Warrior's like-for-like replacement in the summer of 1996, Sid became a babyface in the company for the first time since he debuted in 1991, when, fittingly, he was expected to fill Warrior's shoes. The pattern repeated again in 1992, and Warrior's aforementioned 96 stink came right after Sid bolted in January of that year too. Confused? Well, you should be. Two of the most intense muscle heads in company history weren't exactly the most reliable in their heyday, but they were two of the most intense muscle heads in company history, so Vince McMahon extended them leeway that might not have been afforded to others. Sid's work was fairly gentle for the most part, but he had an intensity that his loose punches betrayed. Despite being given the psycho tag upon his 1995 WWE return, as a direct reference to a scary hotel stabbing incident with Arn Anderson the prior year when both worked for WCW, his reputation after that was one of a giant whose head had well and truly gone, rather than a monster who could actually kill you. Number 3, Charlotte Flair, a low-key agent of chaos in a polished product. Charlotte Flair is arguably the most unpredictable top star in wrestling today. Capable of one of the best matches of the year on her day and typically on a premium live event, she's also been guilty of a few total stinkers too. Her efforts to avoid taking bumps in sequences that shockingly require them are almost impressive at this point, not least considering the confidence she carries herself with and readily portrays. A spoiler of sorts, Flair's queen gimmick is basically the smartest on any show as a shoot. She's the real Mrs. Money in the Bank in that she's married to an instant title shot almost whenever she wants, and the more she leans towards being a babyface, the more many fans seem to suffer stress at the prospect of her reascending. Flair's inconsistency in the second half of her career somewhat tarnishes the legacy she'd built in the first, but the story's never over until she says so, and at this part it'd almost be a knock to her appeal if she flicked the switch. Number 2, Stan Hansen The picture right here that you're looking at finds Stan Hansen fearlessly throwing himself at Andre the Giant, as was his want in a career that spanned four decades and never really pivoted from the central premise, effing you up like every maniac cowboy you'd ever seen. Combining the crazy of former tag team partner Bruiser Brody with the cowboy aesthetic of every Wild West meathead from Terry Funk to JBL to Hangman Page, Stan Hansen was a pro wrestling original who had equal power at the box office as he put behind his mammoth lariat. Hansen drew everywhere he went, and he went everywhere. He went to all Japan and New Japan where he became one of the most celebrated imports in the history of the industry there, dominated across multiple major 
culture and minor territories throughout the 1970s and 1980s, and bossed his way into the WWE Hall of Fame thanks to short but impactful runs against Bruno Sammartino and Bob Backlund. An unstoppable force. By working into the year 2000, he became the opposite of a effort upper. He was able to boast a career that spanned four decades before leaving the industry in a far better place than he found it. Number 1. Terry Funk And if he didn't F you up, he'd F himself up trying. The most violent version of an old-school technical wrestler in the 1970s and early 80s. Middle-aged and crazy during his late ECW and WWE runs between 1995 and 1998, and a fearless sadist as a deathmatch denizen and or American icon in Japan. The Funker was a maniac that did it all in pro wrestling, but never did he fit the title of this list more than when he snapped on Ric Flair in 1989. The carnage that lay ahead between the two hid in plain sight during Flair's victory over Ricky Steamboat at that year's Wrestle War. It capped off a stunning series between the Nature Boy and the Dragon over the World Heavyweight Championship that required Funk and others stationed ringside as judges in case their decision was required. When it wasn't, Funk could a slightly embarrassed figure as he asked Flair for a title shot. Slighted when the title holder respectfully suggested he join the queue, Terry went insane in response. A pile driver on a table was the outcome, and the consequences of that, a Great American Bash epic and a legendary I Quit payoff at Clash of the Champions 9, saw Funk looking as close to collapse as he could sanction before finally giving in. A true violent legend, rest in peace Funker. And that's our list, know of any other maniac wrestlers that could totally F you up? Well let us know all about them in the comments section right down below and don't forget to like, share and click on that subscribe button while you're down there. Also if you like this sort of mad stuff then please head on over to whatculture.com and find some more fantastic articles just like the one this video you're watching right now is based on. I've been Gareth from What Culture Wrestling, cheers for stopping by to watch this video today. Hopefully we'll see you again soon but in the meantime just be good to yourself. Bye bye! Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris, and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.